Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined with my two returning co-hosts, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. Say hello. 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 Ah, good. And they are returning as their characters, Rogar, the Dragonborn Paladin, Ghoul, Thing, Abomination, whatever you are at this point, and Missing in Action, Varus. How are we doing? <laughs> uh, Varys might not be doing so clever. We shall hopefully find out tonight. Yes, I must admit, I, I totally did not intend to take you out for so many sessions. I felt quite bad about it, because you just basically had to be a spectator to everyone failing to help you. Nah, it's like I'm getting a behind-the-scenes look. It's fine. Don't uh, worry about it. But it's just the way, this, it's the, way the story's gone at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, it is, it is. If you're unconscious, you're unconscious, aren't you? Yep. So we discussed this off uh, off uh, pod, but tonight you will be well. If there's any combat, which there's there's probably going to be combat, uh, you'll be uh, taking control of Erok. So I will. I'm relinquishing the reins to you. Yes, but character wise, you've got the Batman voice down pat. So you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to attempt it, especially you know feeling like I am at the minute. It's not happening. <laughs> so uh, not to worry. So. I guess we should do a little bit of a recap. Last week, we found out where Rogar appeared, showed up in, in the uh, palace ossuary. He located where, well, the rest of the uh, ghoul legion had ended up, all kind of stacked in disheveled piles of bodies down there. But luckily for him, he met a friend, one Corin Vesk, the ghost of a high elf who was, well, probably one of the worst timed tourists in history came to uh, Sarnath to look at the art and architecture, ended up getting stabbed to death by the guards when they went crazy. Wasn't mentioned in the brochure. Hmm. Yeah, they kind of kind of missold him, that one. Hmm. But he has now returned as a ghost, also somewhat affected by the curse of Bokrog. He is now stuck in the palace, unable to leave. So Rogar kind of traded favors a little bit, said, hey, if you uh, help find my friends, I'll try to do my best to break this curse and get you out of the palace. Or at the very least, maybe we'll kill the thing in the middle so you can stop hiding in the ossuary. Corin agreed. He went out. He found Erok and Meatbone eventually. Rogar had a nap. And you all reconvened to plan. Together, you worked out that Dr. Nick seems to be creating some sort of rift likely to the material plane. That's what all his arcane inscribing is. That's what his giant machine is for. And maybe that's what those tubes were related to. But anyway, that means... There might be serious problems heading to the material realm in the short term. It's not like he's a horrifying necromantic abomination leading a horde of undead creatures, is he? <laughs> well. So, you decided, might as well try at least take out the machine. And hell, maybe we can drop it on his head if luck is with us. So you fought your way up through the palace, you dodged teleportation sigils, you snuck past some guards using a handy little bit of invisibility from your new pal, and you took out some flaming skulls at the top of the palace, allowing you the chance to smash apart the banister and send this gigantic, almost mechanical spider-like apparatus with a giant needle crashing down through the levels of the palace and landing on poor Dr. Nick's head, you hope. And then you heard... A blood-curdling scream of rage from below. And that's where we ended that episode. 
Yeah, I get the feeling we missed him. Well, you don't know. One thing you did see, though, was when the rift began to open, you saw city streets on the other side. So wonder where Dr. Nick was planning to go. Well, it's either he's really, really, really pissed or that. It's, you know when you've ever stubbed your toe and you like, yelp out in pain? You've made it land on his toe. So, <laughs> See, I'm more hoping that he was halfway through it. So like, and then we've dropped it and the portal's shut and cut off like his bottom half. He was, <laughs> so he was screaming because now he's just like a torso. So, you know, I might have got seriously lucky. Maybe, maybe. But whatever's happened, I think what might be smart to do right now is to roll some initiative. Absolutely. Oh, crap. <sighs> so, uh, Rogar and Iraq, give me your numbers. I will roll for Meatbone and Corin. That's a ten. massive... A massive 12. Meatbone rocking in with a 10. Oh, God. Uh, Corin rocking in with a 5. Oh, great. Oh, God. Uh, what did you get, Rogar? A 12. 12. And Erocks there with a 10 as well. Yep. Dr. Dick with a 90, probably. Well, let's find out. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Nick, is uh, he's going first. Well, 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 it technically doesn't know that we're there. He knows some motherfucker just broke his shit and dropped it on his head. He's uh, he coming, boys. <laughs> and with his initiative of 21, he's going first. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> he is an angry man. Now, you guys are on the top floor of the palace, and it is quite a ways away. In fact, if we were to say every floor is around 15 feet, that means Dr. Nick would have to go up 15 to get to the Ground floor, essentially. Up yep. 30 to get to the first floor. And up 45 to get to where you guys are. Maybe okay. a little bit more if we count uh, ceiling distances. So let's make it a nice round 50. Okay. He was also likely stood in the middle of the room. So what I'm saying is, depending on how he's going to try to get to you, you might have a little chance to prepare before this all goes down. Right. But that's the last of my helpful hints. Okay. Because Dr. Nick is going... And he's going to do a few things. Oh, a few things. Uh, yeah, first he's going to cast a spell on himself. Haste. <laughs> uh, so he does something. Great. And then he does something else. And he's in front of us. <laughs> no, you don't see anything yet. He's above us. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm just going to shout, Corrin, make uh, E-Rock and Meatbone invisible. Okay. Are you doing anything else on your turn? You can shout that order to Corrin. He'll sort of nod and start preparing to cast the spell. Um, um, obviously, I'm already, I've already got Eclipse ready. Uh, and if I have the opportunity, I'll cast... Oh, something I should do to you guys is reveal the map as well. Oh, oh that, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Sadly, I had to custom built this one so it's just a general representation of what you can see but there you go gives you an idea of where people are right now so where's E-Rock where's E-Rock there's E-Rock I'm assuming behind um, what's his name there that's the way back down the stairs uh, yes so the corridor behind Corin is the way you guys came up okay right um, uh, right okay so right now Rogar is right next to the precipice where you smash the barrier the banister uh, Iraq is just over to the side where him and Meatbone took down the Flaming Skull. Corin is hanging back a little bit. Uh, I am getting away from this 
precipice, this hole. Because I don't really fancy getting knocked down it. Um, so, what I might do is if he's casting invisibility on the other two, um, I might come, come, come near him. Just just, just for the, you know, maybe a little bit of protection for him. Because um, I have a feeling he's going to be quite vital. Mm. Um, so, other things I'm going to do, I'll um, use some lay on hands for, on myself, Dan. Oh, and I, I might use some lay on hands on him as well. Actually. Okay. He is a little hurt, actually. He got yeah. uh, hit, hit pretty bad with that fireball. So, let's have a look. So, I need 12, so I'll use 12 on myself. Um, and then. How much does he need? There was an action. Can you only do it on one person, or can you do it on two? Oh, I'm gonna be honest. I know it's I know it's an action for me to use it. So I don't know if using it on two people would be two actions. Um, um possibly. I'm I'm thinking it might well be, because uh, I don't I don't I don't want to say that it's not. Um, so. I suppose what I might do is that... It use... says, as an action, you touch a creature and draw power from the pool to restore a number of hit points. So I would say you touch one person as an action, or you touch yourself as an action. Uh, okay, I'll touch him as an action. Okay, how much are you healing him? 15? That's, that's pretty decent. He's not too far away from Max now. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Not to you. Oh, thank you, Rogar. That was most appreciated. The ectoplasm was leaking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh... Would my prayer class as an action, or would that be a bonus action just to speak? Oh, to get your uh, temporary hit points for the day? Yeah. I would say that's an action. Typical. Yeah? Uh, okay, so I guess I only get one action. Yep. Um, so uh, I'll use my bonus action then and cast Shield of Faith from myself. Okay. Okay, that's all I can do. Bonus. That's action and bonus action. Cool. Uh, Meat Bone is up next. Uh, he hmm. He's going to move back a little bit but he's not really certain what to expect. He doesn't want to be too close to everyone else in case there's some sort of AoEs, but he's, you know, playing it cautious. Doesn't want to be right next to the uh, the ledge. Erok, mm -hmm. uh, you're up. We are invisible, aren't we? Not yet, no. Karn hasn't so. done anything. Um, so I would thinking I would move up towards the wall here. To there. So you're going to retreat back to the wall where you guys came from? To the wall, to hide behind the wall, because we know he's coming up. We don't mm -hmm. want him to see us straight away, so we want him to come steaming in. So what I'm okay. thinking is, when he comes in, we could do a surprise attack on him. Okay, I mean, you can take an action to hide if you want. I think that would be a good, that'd be wise, because if we hide, we can then obviously spring an attack on him when he's not expelled. He is expecting someone to be there, but he doesn't know where we are exactly. So yeah, if he can't see us, if he can't see us, then he can't sort of, like, prepare. I, I, know, I know what your idea is. My only worry is that my only worry is, does he come from the corridor or does he come from the hole? Does he come from... Yeah. I would suggest hide. Because I'm assuming this guy can float if he wants. So, you know, and we don't know. Um, judging from what we've seen, I'm going to say not. But, um, yeah, I feel our best bet would be to hide and then... Well, here's the thing. What else are you using your action for this turn? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, Eroc's going to hide. Okay, roll me a stealth. So, stealth, 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 stealth. 11. 11, yeah. Okay, you uh, try your best to kind of hide around the corner. At the very least, maybe you'll get full cover, depending yeah. on where he's coming from. Okay, that's Eroc's turn. Uh, Corrin, well, he will follow Rogar's advice, and he will move over between uh, Meatbone and Eroc and cast Invisibility at um, third level. Ooh, okay. To give you 
basically to cast it on both of you. Nice. Uh, yeah. We should check his spell slots. Yep, so he is down to one third level spell left. So how long would that last? Uh, well, it lasts for an hour or until you attack. And it does take his concentration as well, if I remember correctly. It's tempting to suggest... Well, I suppose he'd have to go with... Yeah. Is there a range on the invisibility? Uh, no, it's... Well, it's touch to cast it, but you, you don't think there is a range on the people that you've cast it on. It's tempting to say one of you run off and see if you can find Varys. Just, just putting it out there. Meet, send meat. I would send meat. Go find Varys if that's what meat is. If meat's willing to do that, of course. I mean, you know, it would take him at the very least like ten to twenty minutes to get all the way down to the bottom floor, going through the stairwells and things, right? That's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point. This fight yeah. is in the last twenty minutes. No, let's take him out, and then if we can survive, let's. Yeah, 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 it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll keep him. That's two... Uh, uh, we don't have that many rounds in us. <laughs> we need to take him down fast, if yeah. we can. Yes, hope so. <laughs> right then. That's, um... That's Corrin's turn. Means we're back to the top of the round with my boy, Nick. He's going to do something. Oh, God. He's going to appear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dr. Did, Nick did something, though it's not... Not quite as good as he'd hoped. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> um, so he just did something and now it's our turn again. Uh, yep, your turn again, Rogar. Um, okay. What I'm, are you doing? Uh, I'm, as my action, I'm going to say my prayer. Okay, say your prayer. And get my extra 15 HP. So I uh, say, uh, you know, like the Lord's Prayer, but to the Whispering Man. Um, <laughs> you know, deliver us from evil. Well, we are evil. Ha. <laughs> Del deliver us from Dr. Nick. <laughs> well, at this point, yes. Um, deliver us to evil, forgive our lack of trespasses, etc, etc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I'll just move myself slightly behind the wall. Try and... Well, I can't hide because I've used my action, but just as a... Hopefully a bit of cover to see him come in if he comes down the hallway. If he comes up... If he comes out the hole, then... Well, good luck. Um... <laughs> If it comes from that way, then... Yeah, good luck, one and all. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Meatbone, your turn. Well, Meatbone, what's he going to do? Uh, he can also attempt to hide, since that's what the rest of you are doing. Oh, 20 on his stealth check, not bad. Nice. And then Erok, you're up. Right, there's not much really Erok can do here. So what Erok's going to do, he's going to hold He's going to um, hold an action. Because um, he's equipped with his glaive, isn't he? Yep. So, should... I'm assuming the invisibility is going to help his hiding, um, obviously. Um, um, well, it, it gives you advantage on the roll, but you already rolled it. Right? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange That's interesting. One. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? Given that you're invisible now, I'll give you a free re-roll on this turn with your hide. Okay. I'll do it that so, way. One, one straight-up roll, see if it's better than your last one. So just a straight-up stealth check. Yeah. You were 11 last time, what did you get this time? Yeah. There you go. 12. 12. Ah, slightly better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in that <laughs> respect... say then, I never give you anything. Yeah. Generous, ge generous DM there. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do then, I'm going to hold an action for if Dr. Nick comes from the stairwell mm -hmm. and comes past us, I'm going to swing the glaive, the point of the glaive right at his face. Okay. Essentially. Um, well, that would be a surprise attack, I'm assuming, because he obviously he wouldn't know we were like, behind the wall, would he? 
Um, so you're holding your action and you'll release it before your next turn, essentially. If he comes past, yeah. If then. he comes past, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. That is your turn. Corrin. Ooh, what's Corrin going to do? He does not like standing in this big clump of people. He's going <laughs> to... He's going to dash, actually. He's going <laughs> to double move all the way over here. And just be by himself. Go, don't mind me. Just going to float away from you all. <laughs> Be a rangy boy and just hide. Oh, That's yes. Yes, yes, yes. Don't worry. He's got um, cleaning his spectacles again. I'll be fine. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's that turn over with. That means we're back to the top of the round, which means... Is my boy Nick. All of you hear... <coughs> like sounds of something clinging on to stone as Dr. Nick crawls over the balcony oh, you see these four large spider-like appendages burst from his back and he claws round and sees you all stood there waiting looking in the wrong direction yes. <laughs> I fucking knew that was going to happen as you turn around Rogar and get a sight of him you see like his robe has been torn like almost completely off the top half of his body and you can see those writhing screaming mouths pushing through his flesh but you can also see a nasty wound that has come with that tear that like chunks of metal are stuck into his upper body he has taken some severe damage from that uh, machine falling on him but he is still standing he's very very angry and you watch as those spider-like limbs fade away yeah and he casts fog cloud oh wonderful. oh you absolute oh. <laughs> Absolute slot. It's, uh, it's a twenty-foot radius. Yes. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think I can get you all there. Crap. Just, just. I, I expected it. It's just we have to roll. With... You are all now within the fog cloud as it begins to just appear out of nowhere. This billowing white fog completely obscuring your vision, and that's Doctor Nick's turn. Because that's all he can do. Absolute slot. Um, <laughs> oh, fun times. I like uh, bosses. Bosses are fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's a good spell for your boss? Spider climb. Oh, oh, yeah. That 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 that's probably helped as well. Oh, it um, did. Did a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Go for it, Rogar. Show me what you got. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's there's only one true option here, and that's running. And uh, try and take a swing at him with disadvantage. Yep. Um, so... I mean, you're pretty good at hitting, but there is a... Ah, oh, I was going to say something, but now I just remembered. My, my own memory has thwarted what I was about to do. You saved against his um, unnerving susurruses, which is like his whispering voices, didn't you? That I, that I did. And it lasts, your save lasts for 24 hours, so even though it's still very unnerving, you've already steeled yourself against it. You yep. faced this horrifying abomination once before, and you're prepared. Yeah, I so, am. Damn. <laughs> Get your ass in there. Yeah, run in, and let's go disadvantage. Uh, I've got, I, but I need, we need to take this guy, this guy down. And we do. Hopefully quickly. Um, so disadvantage, go. That's a 17. With uh, a 17. Oh, that's just good enough, you son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah, nice. With, and that's with 16 slashing, and you know what? 
second level divine smite on top of that as well. Nice. Um, just let me double check how many I have to roll, and I'll have to ask if he's undead or not. Uh, he is not undead. Damn. He is an aberration. Well, you know, I'll tell you that for don't. free. Don't ask you <laughs> don't get. Don't, yeah, exactly. Don't ask you don't get. So that's an extra three d eight, which is another seventeen oh. damage on top of that. There's an eight in there. Yeah, there is. So that's a grand total of 33. Ooh, that's nasty. So you just go barreling into that fog cloud. You hear these horrifying whispers just assault you psychically, but you shake it off. You swing a clips round, and you connect with something. And you do as paladins do, and you just dump as much divine energy into that one swing as you could. And you you did some damage. Go for yeah. that second attack. I, I am. Uh... Oh, disadvantage. This could be bad. That's a 14. Oh. 14 is a miss. But, but I can use oh. guided strike. And I did say but. Oh, you did. You did. I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. I was quick on the uh, telling you you missed. Yes. And you knew you missed because, uh, well, yeah. you've fought him before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guided strike. So that's what? Plus 10? Plus 10 to my attack roll. Nice. So that would be a 24 with 18. Slashing, and then I'll stick another device right on that if I can. Okay, and you used your aura yesterday, but you have yeah. slept, so it has returned. So that is your use yes. of guided strike. And yeah, you can uh, you can put another divine smite on if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I need to kill this thing. Oh, Christ, that's a poor roll. So that's still, it, it's not great. A 24, 24. You go in with a second swing, and this time, it's almost like as you were coming down in an arc, you felt like it was just off, you were going to miss. And it's almost like you feel a second cold hand grasp the hilt and twist Eclipse back, and then you hear Dr. Nick just scream in rage as you cut across his chest. And there's Rogar's turn. Yes. Nice. Meatbone. Meatbone's fucking blind at this point. Um... He did see where Dr. Nick came from, though, so he's, he's just going to run in a straight line and hope he hits him. So Glad. he's just going to run right up to him. And Go on, mate. Attempt an attack. Would that be a flank? No. Oh. And it's a miss. I don't think so we can times. flank him because we can't see him. Yeah. That's a fair point. Um, yeah, so that's a, uh, a swing and a miss there from uh, poor Meat with his claws. Sad times. That means Xerox's turn. You are also completely blind, my friend. Yep, I'm going to do exactly what Meatbow's done and just run face first into it. So I'm going to move to there. And I'm just going to attack three times with the, with the glaive. Hmm. So, how do I do this? Just, uh, you've told me. So I will attack three times with the glaive. Okie dokie. So, first one, 20. That's a hit. Nice. Seven points of damage. Second one, natural one. Ooh. And your third one, 19. Yeah. So that's two hits. Damn. Some good damage. So 18 points of damage. Oh, actually, sorry. I did that completely wrong. That was with disadvantage. So your first attack missed. Your second attack, I need to roll again. Sorry. Yeah. Second attack is a miss. That was a 15. So for those listening at home, he rolled, technically he rolled a 20 and a natural one for the first attack, then a Lovely. 19 and a 15 for the second attack. Now let's attack with disadvantage for the final time. So it's 17. 26. Hey. 17 hits. So you do deal 14 points of damage to him. Nice. Good start. So you hit once. You go in uh, 
Erok just swinging wild, just remembering those piles of dead ghouls and all those horrifying experiments this creature had put them through, and you just go in with rage in your heart, and you do at least a little bit of damage to this monstrous entity. Can can I make a, can I say something as a free action? Sure. I shout over to the to Ghosty Boy and goes, "Let if you if you got a force spell, push him off." However, I did forget something for both oh. you and Meatbone and. Because I forgot it, I'm not going to retcon anything, but we'll do it now at the end of your turn. You are within the uh, the sound of his unnerving voices, so I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Meatbone will as well. Okie dokie. Meatbone actually passed. Natural 19 from Meat. There you go. That's 17. And, uh, 17? You passed as well. Hey! It's not, it's not an easy DC to beat, and you both passed. Bastards. Makes a change for me rolling half decent. <laughs> All you needed was a character I built. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, damn. Right, so that's um, your turn. Now for Corin, my uh, ghostly high elf. What is he going to try to do? Ooh, he, ha- he has some interesting spells, so you've both lost your invisibility. Yeah. So he's not concentrating on that anymore. Um... What does he want to do? He's not going to throw a fireball in there because he might just kill you all, as far as he knows. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to try. You know what? He saw where Rogar went in, so maybe he's going to try to do something nice. Um, you hear Corrin's voice from behind you, Rogar, go, My boy, are you any good with that great sword of yours? <laughs> More than a bit good. I'm, I would describe myself as tasty. <laughs> oh, quite. Well, I'm, I'm not up with the slang of today, been dead for a long time, but I'm going to assume that means you know how to swing it. So, right. he is going to... See, I'm going to say he can't see you to do this, so he is literally going to go into the fog cloud and right, tap okay. you on the back to do it. So I am... I think that's fair. It's, it's a ranged spell, and it's a willing creature you can see within range. But if I literally walk up and put my hand on your back, putting him in grave danger, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, you can see me uh, now, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm bending that a little bit too much. Ah, whatever. He's going to cast haste on you. Ooh. Nice. So, Rogar, you suddenly feel all your muscles just get hit with this massive jolt of adrenaline. You gain plus two to your AC. Your speed is doubled. You have advantage on dex saving throws, and you get an additional action on each of your turns. Oh, that's, that could be vital. The action can only be used to attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. So, up to you. And it lasts for one minute, as long as he concentrates on it. Right, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I get it. Okay, on the top of the round. God, it's Nick. It is Nick. But you hear... Kill these insolent fools! And you watch as two more flame skulls fly up from the floor below. Nice. Yeah, I'm not fussed about them. No, let's get rid of the guy in front. Yeah. <laughs> big bad evil guy. Flame skull. Big bad evil guy. Flame skull. <laughs> and they are going to go after Dr. Nick. But still his turn first. Uh, so, what's Dr. Nick going to do? He's not in the in the best position. Not in the best position at all. Hmm. But, he is, in, he is basically invisible in here. So my understanding is, you can't take an attack of opportunity unless you know where he is. 
But having hit him, do we not have know, a better yeah. idea? You knew where he was, but if he moves, you don't know, is my point. To be fair, we, were, we won't be able to see him move. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the point. Yeah. You, it's obscured. So if he moves, you have no idea where he's gone. Okay. If he attacks you, you I'll give you like a, a general idea where he may have gone, but that's up to him. Right. So I'm going to say, as the mist swirls, well, he repositions himself to some degree, and he is going to... Well, let's see, what what is he going to do? Do I cast a spell, or do I attack? So many choices. So little time. I suppose I should go all out. <laughs> Ugh. Use everything I got. So he is going to attack, and I'm going to say he's going to attack... Let's attack E-Rock. Hey! Twelve. That's a miss. Damn. Can't roll for shit. Mm-hmm. Second attacking is E-Rock. Thirteen? The fuck? It's a miss, yeah. Oh my god. Third attack. Oh Another my miss. god. <laughs> All three tentacle attacks miss. Jesus. Maybe he can't see us either through the mist. Uh, he can, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Though, hmm, what do you have at advantage? Why would he have had advantage? You say because you're essentially your vision is obscured. Mm. Hmm. I'm gonna say no for this round because I'm actually not certain. I'm gonna move on from that. But uh, well, that was Doctor Nick's turn. Time for flame skulls. Yay! Um, I'm gonna take a guess, and they're gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot at this back wall. I hope to hit some of you. So that's gonna hit Rogar and Corin. So this first one is going to launch a fireball just through the fog cloud and hope for the best. Because they're a little bit crazy. So, do me some dexterity saving throws, Corin and Rogar. Uh, and, oh, wait. I Add, add plus two. No, dex save. Dex save, Oh, sorry, yeah, dex save. Yes, 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 you do, from haste. Yes. So, uh, you are hasted. Uh, Corin, however, failed quite badly. Uh, I got a 19. You passed, so you're going to take half damage from us. Alright, okay. Draw some damage. Whoa! So that's 35 points of damage. Jesus. Half to Rogar, but, uh... Ooh, Karin! Karin took a hit there. Damn, Karin's hurt. And he's gonna have to make a concentration check to see if he can keep that haste up. Uh, let's see if he can beat this. He might actually fail this. Oh, great. Uh, especially because he has, like, no con. Yep. I'm afraid haste shatters. <sighs> you are no longer hasted, my friend. Well, it was a good idea. It was. It was. Oh. Now, when the spell ends, the target can't move or take any actions till after its next turn. Oh, so I can't do anything now? Yeah, that's the downside of haste. My second flame skull, I think, is going to not be quite as reckless as his uh, crazy friend. Which means he is going to... He's going to attempt to take a shot at one of you through the... uh, through the swirling mist, so he would disadvantage. He's going to try to take a shot at. He's going to try to take a shot at Iraq with his uh, fire ray. Okie dokie. Uh, natural one. Hits the wall behind you, does absolutely nothing. I'm just going to say, because uh, just to be honest, I, I need to make a con save for my shield of faith as well. Ah, uh, well, yes, you I do. Get hit by that. Yeah, and it's a uh, DC 18. Actually, no, for you, you took half damage, so. Oh, well, I rolled an 18 anyway. You rolled an 18, so you're fine. Okay. No worries. Next turn. I just realized I should have magic missile with my flame skull. Oh well, sad times. Choices in the heat of the moment. 
Rogar, you're up and you are lethargic as you are just hit with a wave of lethargy as all that adrenaline fades from your body. Yep, so the I can't actually do anything, can I? So... Nope. Turn over. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Meatbone. Meatbone thinks he knows where Dr. Nick is, so he's going to take a swing. Uh, and he's actually going to hit. I rolled nice. two natural 18s for uh, his nice. attack. Uh, let's do some damage. That is... Yeah, seven points of damage. Not bad. Nice. Not bad at all. And you hear um, Meatbone like connect, and he sort of shouts over to you all, He's over here! Near me! And that's his turn. Nice. Right. And Erok, you're up. In that respect, then, can I reach him with the glaive where I'm stood? Uh, you may attempt to swing with your glaive without moving, yes. Right, so that is what I will do. I'll, yep. like I say, I'll do the same as what I did last time. Okay, so with disadvantage, let's see how you do. Alright. Ooh, first one is a hit with seven damage. Nice. Second one uh, is a miss. Third one. Third one is a hit with 13 more damage. Damn. Nice. Erok going to town. That he is. Damn, you roll, uh, rolled a natural 20 and a 22. Yeah. Nice. So, you hurt poor Dr. Nick on this one, and uh, you hear just a gasp of pain from that torn open mouth. And yeah, Dr. Nick uh, might be in a little bit of trouble here. Ooh. I just, I just, I shout, I shout over, let's press it, let's get it, let's get him down. Um, Corrin, however, is in a very bad state, and it's his turn. What does Corrin do? You know what? He might try. Now that his concentration's broken, he may try something slightly different and attempt to take one of these damn flame skulls out of the fight briefly. He was going to try to use this on Dr. Nick, but he disappeared. So he's going to... Okay, Corrin is going to move a little bit. He's going to back away to the edge of the fog cloud, and he's going to cast Hold Monster on the flame skull. Nice. Uh, so... Creature you can see within range, and you can definitely see this one. Needs a wisdom saving throw, or will be paralyzed. So, see how wise is a flame skull. Not that wise. And save. Ooh, might have made it. Ah, that is a shame. The flame skull passed. Yeah. Fourteen. He had he had nothing to uh, wisdom, and I rolled a fourteen, and that's uh, unfortunately Corrin's DC. Ah, shame. Balls. Ah, that's his that's his big spell as well. Wow. Oh well. It's a, a spell slot down. Damn, Corrin, you're not doing as good as I hoped. Mm. Which means it's time for the Doctor to return. That it is. When I am done with you damned creatures, I will remake you flesh into trophies to march the head of my forces. You think you stopped me? This is nothing but a setback. And he's going to strike out at... Well, seeing that Rogar didn't move, he's going to strike out at Rogar. Uh, 23. It's 20 points of damage. Back oh, you're shielding? You're shielding? Which oh. puts me at 25. Ooh. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. With you shielded, he is going to instead change tactics and strike out at Corrin. No! Oh. And his tentacle comes swinging round, smashes into his ghostly body, and you watch Corrin dissipate as he takes 19 points of damage. He's dead. Oh, my! And he disappears. We've lost Corrin. 
Corrin is down. Is he down or is he dead? Well, he was a ghost. Well, yeah. So, can, can you res a ghost? You don't know. <laughs> but he just disappeared. Balls. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, no, it's all right. Carry on. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I just had an idea in my head, but I don't know. So I'll have to wait and see. Oh, one last attack. Who do I go for? Who do I go for? I... See, I want to I wanna hurt Rogar with that fucking shield. Yeah, boy! <laughs> I'm going to attack E-Rock. Yeah, I knew that was coming. 20. <laughs> so that's hit. a hit. You take 10 points of damage. Check yep. uh, record for you here. Yeah. I can do it here if you want. Uh, it's not tied to it for where I can see it, so don't worry. Alright, uh, no worries. So you're down to uh, down 10 points. Yep. And I actually need you to make me a strength saving throw. Alright, okie dokie. 13. 13. Uh, you are restrained and grappled. Oh, wonderful. So you watch this, oh, you feel this massive tentacle just wrap around you and start to crush your ribcage. You take a bit of damage, but you realize he's pinning your arms down and you are not in a good place. Nope, so I can't attack or anything. Uh, you actually can. It's with disadvantage, I think, with... Um, and let me uh, let me read you restrained, just so you know. Restrained. Uh, restrained creature's speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. The creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Right, so I can still attack it? Uh, yes. Right. Yeah, it's just with disadvantage. Which makes no difference because we're in the cloud anyway, so. <laughs> you are at the moment. Now it is my flaming skull's turn. You are, uh, you know, looking a little bit more dangerous now, I think. Just a little. Yeah. As they have floated over onto the landing, and they are going to do something. What are they going to do? That goddamn shield lasts your whole turn. It does. I'm not a fan of. It does. Thank God. So, hmm. Let's try, let's try something a little bit different. Just need to find the spell. So one of them used up a fireball. That's fine. Both my flaming skulls are going to do the same thing, because things like this are fun. They are both going to cast Flame Sphere. Oh no. That doesn't sound good. Oh, it's not good. I am going to drop one Flame Spear in one position and one in another. Uh, let's see how big they are. Okay, it's only five foot. He's going to drop one here. My uh, guy on the left. My guy on the right is going to drop one just a bit in front of himself here. So suddenly. This fog cloud is just lit up with these flickering flames as these two orbs of fire appear right in the middle of the fog. And any creature uh, that ends your turn. So right now, not going to do anything. But uh, in the future, might do something. Okay. So. So if you're inside it by the end of your turn. Yeah. Right. So yes, there are two flaming orbs of fire in the middle of this thing. Um. Well, I'm guessing we can't see them, so... Uh, I'd say you can kind of see these, because they are literally just big balls of fire in the middle of this flame. Okay. the middle of this fog cloud. I was going to say, would it illuminate some of the cloud a bit and improve our vision a little bit? Uh, it's more casting weird shadows against the fog. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that is the flame skull's turn. So right now, you're getting a, a little bit uh, cooked, but you are okay, because it sadly doesn't do damage immediately. Yes. Um, so, 
I want to move away from it, but I want to try and move to wherever Dr. Nick might be, which Owen did say was next to him. Uh, he did. Um, but I'm guessing I can't see Meatbone, so... Um... Nope, you have no real idea where Meatbone was. You heard him, so you know he was in that general vicinity, but you don't know where Dr. Nick is. Okay. Are the flame skulls in the cloud as well? No, they're outside it. That's why they couldn't put these flaming spheres right on top of you guys. They took a guess. Right, right, okay. Uh, do you reckon I go after the flame skull? I mean, you could give it a shot. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to stay stood where I am, but I don't know where Doctor Nick is. So, tell you what. Um, so, I'd, if I describe roughly where I'm moving to in the cloud and taking a swing, would that is that is that how this works out? Uh, move where you want to move, and then tell me where you're taking a swing, and if it's if it hits, it hits. Right. I'm... Well, it'll be with disadvantage, but pick your spot. If you're staying in the cloud and taking a swing at something. I'm going to stay in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to come to, like, there. Okay, to, so you move deeper into the cloud. I move deeper into I move deeper into the cloud, into the or the cloud, because um, I kind of remember where, well, where Dr. Nick was to when he came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to swing, like, towards the other glowing ball, because I'm assuming okay. I can see kind of a glow. Yep, yep. Uh, to... So you swing Eclipse there? Yeah, yeah. So You swing and hit nothing. Right, okay. Um, it's like playing Minesweeper. <laughs> it is. So then, I guess, can I still can I still move and then use my second attack on uh, You can indeed. You can move again, as long as you stay within your 30 feet of movement. Okay, so I'm going to step forward a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just another few paces and I'll take another swing. I like this uh, idea that you're just sort of feeling your way through the fog with your hand yeah, down like yeah, exactly. the other hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, you take a swing where are you swinging? Uh, directly in front of me again. Uh, you swing and a miss. Yeah. So it's yeah. two missed. Two missed. Um, well then, it is Meatbone's turn. He has no clue where Dr. Nick is, but he is stood now right next to Erock. He is yeah. entangled, and I would imagine Nerok would know roughly where he is, because he's sort of entangled by him. Uh, I think he could. He's been stood next to you this whole time. I'm going to give uh, Meatbone a perception to see how if he can actually see this tentacle through the fog. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Glancing around, he sees this writhing tentacle just holding on to a figure next to him. So he's just going to take a swing in the general direction, and so with disadvantage, of course, uh, he misses. Nothing but air. Okay. Oh, that is Meepo's turn. See, I like this. It's all tense. Yeah, because we don't know where he is. Oh, and uh, Rogar, you ended your turn right next to a, a flaming sphere. So you're going to take some damage. Forgot about that. Make oh, a right. dexterity saving throw. Uh... Meepbone also needs to make one because he's ending his turn next to a flaming sphere. I rolled a 21. You rolled a 21. Uh, Meatbone fails. He's going to take a little bit of damage. You take half as much. So it is... Ah. You take two points of fire damage, Rogar. Oh, Meatbone okay. takes four. Flame skull, flaming spheres don't do a lot, but, you know, they're a hazard. It's useful when we can't see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that means it's Xerox's turn. You are restrained, so you can't move. Nope, but I can um, feel where the tentacle is, can't I? So I can sort of know the di general direction of where Dr. Nick is. You can. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab my glaive. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to raise it above my head and repeatedly chop down with it. Okay, but they will be with disadvantage because yep. you are restrained. Absolutely. Okay, let's take some swings with that glaive. First attack. First attack hits with an 18. Damn, yeah. 14 points of damage. Yeah! Second, second attack misses. Yeah. Third attack misses. also misses. 14 points will do nicely. 14 points will do very nicely as you hack and hack again and you feel the tentacle be cut completely off. Oh! The fog cloud disappears. <gasps> And you watch as Dr. Nick stumbles backwards, blood spraying from the open wound. You see that wound across his chest where the metal is embedded in him. is just getting worse and worse. He's just weeping this greenish blood that's just going everywhere, all over, all three of you. You see this flaming spheres appear either side of you, just lighting up this ghoulish moment as he stumbles backwards and collapses. Oh, yes! Yes! Get to me, Rock! Nice! Nice. I'm waiting for that cross. I want. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Doctor Nick uh -huh. is defeated. Are the flame skulls still there? Yes. Oh. <laughs> for flavor, can we have the glaive stuck in his head? Ah, <laughs> uh, you can stick the glaive in his head if you want. <laughs> you, you might. Need, we, we might need it yet. <laughs> we might need it yet. We've still got two flaming skulls to get rid of. <laughs> Damn man, Erok, you take down my poor boss. Bit, nice. of, bit, bit of revenge for the um, all the all of his comrades that he's killed. Indeed, I, I like to think Erok just sort of howls with like rage and joy of finally killing yeah, this like monstrosity. A, pro proper, a, like a proper primal scream. And as the fog starts to drift away, you see those two skulls look angry, but far less intimidating now that their boss is out of the way. I'll tell you now, just for uh, interest's sake, do you want to know how much damage the uh, machine landing on Doctor Nick did? Oh, go, go on. on. 71 points of damage. Jesus! <laughs> I rolled 20... I rolled 20d6. Wow. Nice. A massive machine falling from that height. Like, yeah, it landed on him and... Fuck. Nice. So he took a... He took a chunk of health out there. Yeah, he still took down Korath. He did. Which is kind of gutting, but... I have a... I have a good feeling. <laughs> but now he's... I'm unrestrained. Can I move? Uh, you can now, yes. You don't need to end your turn. Yeah, so I'm going to move away from this uh, thick sphere of fire, and I'm going to move roughly... Is that, can I, I can move to about there, can't I? Uh, yep, you can move. That would be uh, just outside of what the radius of the fog cloud was. So as it starts to fade away at your feet, you just get outside of the original zone. Yep, I'll, I'll, I'll stay there. Okay, so you're ending your turn. Top of the round! Flaming Skull's turn! Well, hmm... They're in a bit of a problem. Uh, Their leader's dead, so what do they do? <laughs> well, this one's going to move away a bit. And ooh, what does he do? You know what? How far can he... They can move these flaming skulls as bonus actions. Oh, nice. Um, which means they also still have their action, as long as they don't cast another concentration spell. So, first things first. Uh, he's going to cast a magic missile on you, Erok. Hope for killing his boss. Yeah, so he's going to shoot all three of them at you as well. So all of them oh, hit. So that's so that's ten points of force damage as these three little arcane darts just slam into you. Ouch. Yep, hurt a, hurt a little bit, but you are a tanky boy. Yep. Alright, that he is. Uh, that's one of them. And then he's going to use his bonus action to slam 
this flaming sphere into Rogar's face. Oh! So I'll uh, read you what this is. So as a bonus action, you can move the sphere up to 30 feet. If you ram the sphere into a creature, that creature must make the saving throw against the sphere's damage, and the sphere stops moving this turn. So you are engulfed in the fire. So make me a deck save. 19. 19. Wow. I rolled four for the damage again, so you take two more points of fire damage. Yay! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, and the other flame skull is also going to reposition a little bit, and he is going to shoot a magic missile, which I should still be in range for. So uh, my poor flame skulls are retreating a little bit, and much like Erog got Rogar, he's going to shoot some magic missiles in your face. Yeah. Because fuck you. <laughs> oh wait. Oh no, sorry. I'm uh, mixing up my turns. So yes, he's going to shoot some magic missiles at you. So. Um, let's do some damage. Ooh. Nice. It's 12 points of force damage. Oh, that's not very good. <laughs> yeah, you know, hurt you a little bit. It does. Cool. That is his main action, and then he is going to... Hmm. Ah, fuck you, Rogar. He's going to also put the flaming skull right in your face. <laughs> flaming skull right in your face. So make me another dexterity saving throw. Absolute assholes. Seven. Wow, you take the full four points of damage as I roll a three and a one. God Ooh. damn it. <sighs> I really want to set you on fire. Just chipping away. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just going to be annoying. You killed my boss. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Rogar, your turn. Do what you do. Yeah, well, I'm pretty pissed off. But only one of them is in range of me, which is the one down here to the right of the hole. So, guess what? I'm running straight into him and uh, taking a shot. Okay. A 28 with 15. Ooh, nasty. That hurts. First shot, and then coming back around an 18 with 16. Uh, on the 18, he's going to cast shield. Yeah! Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so you cast shield, and you hear Eclipse just bounce back against an invisible wall of force. Cackles in your face. <laughs> Rogar finds this amusing. That's Rogar's turn. Yes, it is. Me bone. Bone of meat. You... Ah, actually, you can just reach the one that Rogar attacked. So you're going to come down here, and you're going to try beat um, an 18, actually. No. Oh, you know what? I miscalculated. His uh, AC raised to 18, and you still got an 18. So he laughs at you with a shield, but you still do 16 points of damage to him as Eclipse cuts through it. Oh, yay! Yeah. Ah. a spell for no reason. Ah, well. I'll give you that one, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I rolled a natural 18 for Meatbone's attack, so he hits nice. as well. Uh, how much damage is he going to do? My boy Meat does six points of damage. Nice. This uh, flaming skull on the right-hand side is just broken as fuck. Like, you see it's skull is just cracked in places, it's jaws hanging off, it's fire, it's this green fire that surrounds it is just flickering. It is not in a good way. But that is Meatbone's turn. Erok! Now then, what to do? I can see you two have got that in hand, so I'm debating whether to go towards the other one, but the thing is I can't get there and attack. So... You can shoot it. I could shoot, but I need to drop my glaive. But that would be a free action, wouldn't it? 
So, could I move, drop my glaive, draw my crossbow and fire in the same go? Um, I believe so, yes. Right, in that case, I will... I mean, you don't need to move if you don't want to, by the way. Well, I want to get towards it eventually. So, okay. what I want to do, I'm going to move to... No, I need to take that off. So I need to move roughly to... It's about there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will drop the glaive where at my, at my feet. Okay. Draw the heavy crossbow and shoot at that one there. Okay. 14. Would have been a hit, but he's going to shield. Shite. <laughs> I know how to use shield properly. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no damage. <laughs> no damage from your damn crossbow. Right. How's your turn, Erok? Well, there's nothing else I can do. Can't fire twice, can I, so? Nope. Right. It's my flame skull's turn. One of them is in dire fucking straits. But you know what? You know what this one didn't do? Double wave. No. He didn't shoot a fireball. Oh. So fuck you both. <laughs> Make me deck saves, meet Bonini and Rogar, as this cackling, cracked, flaming skull just summons the last of its fire and just shoots it straight in front of you. He's going to cause damage to himself as well, because these things do not give a shit. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> but you know what? Just because I might as well. I've still got the emulate, so I can re-roll. <laughs> You're gonna use that now. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a chance this could kill me, uh, and since I'm probably the only person who can do any healing as well. I mean, there is that. You know, I don't. I don't really. I don't really fancy. Uh, you know, dropping out. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna take another chance and try. And re I'll use it now. Okay. That's again. You're quite hurt. Uh, yeah. A uh, sixteen. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> 16 is good enough, and it would have dealt you 25 points of fire damage. And, and Jesus Christ. So 25, halved. Down to 13. 13 points of fire damage there for your Rogar, and the Flaming Skull dies in the explosion. You can see what dire straits I am in. Actually, no. He doesn't die in the explosion because he's immune to fire. I forgot about that. Oops. Oh. Of course he's immune to fire. He's on fire. Duh. Well, we, yeah. don't, we, don't, we don't know roughly how many hit points he's probably killing him. So yeah, that's the that was the flaming skull. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's been a very long day. It's been yeah. a long week. <laughs> well. Um. Oh yeah, and he still has his bonus action. So, hey Rogar. What? Ah, you just slam that thing at me, aren't you? Oh, actually, you know what? I never rolled his concentration check on it. So I'll do them now to see if it failed. Okay. From your earlier damage. Yeah, okay. The, he passed the first concentration check, failed the second. So his his is gone. You lucky, lucky boy. Yay. But that leaves the other one. The other one has expended most of its spell slots. Can't use another fireball. Still has its flaming sphere up. Yeah. It's going to throw this sphere right into E-Rock. Make me a deck save. Deck save coming up. That's twenty-two. Yeah, you take. Well, you ought to take five, but take three instead. Lovely. And oh, it's basically out of spells. He's gonna shoot a fire ray at you, which is shit. See if he can hit. Nope. Ninety-seven. That is a miss. That is a miss. He's going to 
Move down here a little bit. That's the best he can do. That's his turn. Right. Rogar, your turn. Um, Poor burnt, singed, almost dead Rogar. I yeah. would heal. I would heal. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to have to do that. Uh, so I'll drop the last 15 of my laying hands on. Okay, so you heal up 15 points. Paladin, touch thyself. Yes, I will touch myself in a loving man. Uh, and, and that will end my turn, though. It will. Okay, that is Rogar's turn. Meatbone, can you end the Flame Skull's life? That is a hit. Yes. And Meatbone, nice. That is enough with eight points of damage. That Flame Skull is gone. Good lad. So that is another Flame Skull down. And then Meatbone is going to move up around here as he starts to make his way across the. Uh, well, around where the banister used to be and past the corpse of Dr. Nick. Now it is your turn, Rock. You are currently stood in the middle of a flaming sphere. Yeah, which I will not be doing so. Um, so I'm going to move. Right, here's what I'm going to do. Crossbow's getting dropped. Can I pick up the, the glaive and move? Yep, but it is an action to pick up the glaive. Shit, so which means I'm not going to be able to attack, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, in that case then, fuck the glaive. Um... I mean, I'm going to move. I am going to move. I am going to move to about here, just because I can. And I'm just going to shoot it with the crossbow. Okay. Load another bolt into that crossbow and natural 20. Nice. Nice. So that is a bit more damage on top of this. Nice. So that is 12 points of damage total. Awesomes. And he can't shield past that one. So he's basically out of spells. Sad times. I just go right, last guy, last one, guys, charge. Okay, he is hurt, and it is, well, it's his turn. Oh, and he needs to make a concentration check on that um, playing sphere, which he actually passes. Good for him. Oh. So, as a bonus action, he's going to fling it at you. Yay! <laughs> Let me guess, deck, deck save. save. <laughs> that failed. Ah, you take seven points of fire damage. Ah. Suck it! So this big rolling orb of fire just washes over you again, just singeing off some of that ghoulish hair, leaving you a little bit burnt, a little bit extra crispy. Not as crispy as Rogar, but uh, close enough. Uh, I'm sure he likes the sun anyway. And my flame skull is just going to be annoying and move further away. And he is going to uh, shoot another ray of fire at you. What an asshat. Ah, natural 19. That will hit. <laughs> it will indeed. I don't know, does a 24 hit you? A 24 easily hits. <laughs> That's nine points of fire damage. Eight. Uh, that is his turn. I just thought, you are you are keeping up to date with these hate points, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I am indeed. God, thank God for that. Uh, you're looking looking a little hurt. I am a little bit. But, uh, that is his turn. Who's up next? That would be Rogar. It would be me. Um, yeah. Uh... I would either double move or attack from range. Okay, Rogar and attack from range doesn't really happen. There you um, go, then. <laughs> you have cantrips, so, don't you? <laughs> I, have, I have cantrips, yes. Um, so I'll move to... I'm uh, going to move to where Dr. Nick is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, 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 I'll shoot some kind of cat at it. Um, let's have a look. Chill touch, that's what I've got. Yeah. Chill touch? All right, make your attack. A 21 with 7. Uh, 21 definitely hits, but uh, your chill touch doesn't do quite as much damage as you expect. 
because it is an undead creature. Yep. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of damage. A little bit of damage. Yeah. Chipping away. Chipping <laughs> away. All right. Okay. That is his turn. It is Meatbone. Meatbone is going to double move. He's going to move and dash and get right up in this thing's grill. Awesome. Uh, that's all he can do, though. So, it's his turn. Erok. Yep. I'm going to move to about here. Almost off the map. <laughs> and if I shot the crossbow, would I be okay to go over Meatbone's shoulder? or? Yep, that's fine. Yep, I'll do that then. Not much else I can really do. Meatbone kind of hunches down as you shoot one of these bolts over his shoulder and... 23! Hits. Yeah, seven more points of damage. Yeah. This thing is starting to fall apart a little bit. And that is your turn. Yep. And having said that... Hmm. Flaming Skull is pondering things. It is hurt. And getting a little bit claustrophobic up here. He's going to run the fuck away. <laughs> He's going to go through the central column and basically go straight down onto a lower floor. Which means Meatbone gets an attack of opportunity. Go on, Meatbone. Natural 20. Yes. Nice. Crit. Not too bad on the damage. Kill it. I uh, don't think he's killed it, but he has done just a little bit of damage. Nice. He does 11 points of damage to it. He watches Meatbone just tries to rip this thing's jaw off as it starts to float down below. And he does just a horrendous amount of damage to it, but it does manage to make it away. Nice. Nice. And that's as you watch the final Flaming Sphere disappear, as he fails his uh, concentration check from that attack. <laughs> that is the end of the fight. I am looting Dr. Nick. I was about to say, have a look at Dr. Nick, see what he's doing. See what he's got on him. So as you inspect Dr. Nick, first of all, you watch his body is almost falling apart. You okay. see those faces are just moaning and writhing in the flesh still, and then they suddenly go silent, and the skin around it goes gray and ashen, and they crack slightly and almost disintegrate. His body is literally almost melting to a degree, like uh, parts of his insides are clearly liquefying. Ooh. It's almost like a, just a sack of liquid is all that's left on the floor. But Great, you start, uh, Can in a moment, if okay. you're looting him first. Well, yeah. Um, if you're going to loot him, the one thing you do find on Dr. Nick is you go through these ragged, tattered robes that seem to be just made from different pieces of cloth that's all been thrown together to resemble what was probably once his wizarding garb. You do find a book. Oh. Oh. You find something that, at first glance, may have been an attempt at a spell book, but you see it's turned more into a, just a general log book. Okay. Do you want to go and read it? Um, I'm thinking about reading it, but I don't find anything else on him. Nah, nothing of use to you, no. God damn it, who's supposed to have a key? Um, no key. <laughs> it could be in his lab, don't forget. If he's out the way, yeah. he could search. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, okay, um, well, the next thing I'm going to do is I want to cut off his head, and um, or what remains of his head. Yeah, um, you kind of... As you cut, start cutting off his head, like just pus and bl this greenish blood all just starts pouring out. It's almost like popping a balloon. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, Erock would actually get in his way and go, "Allow me," <laughs> with his glaive and just fucking repeatedly stab it in his throat. <laughs> he said, what? "This is for this is for every all, uh, all of my comrades," sort of thing. This is for everyone that you killed. 
every ghoul that you tore apart, you deserved far worse. But this will have to do. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, much better than I am. So, um, okay. So, uh, oh, damn it. So, has he got a skull at all? Um, a little bit of a skull, yeah. You see, as you if you start to tear his head off and um, Erok kind of goes to town, like the flesh bursts and you see what is like a partially humanoid skull. Right. Like it's part of the eye socket is intact on one side and the other side is completely intact, but then part of the jaw is completely disfigured. Basically, it looks like part of his face was almost stretched upwards Ooh. and then bits of it are missing. So it's like it's a partially complete skull. Uh, I'm keeping it. Okay. The skin <laughs> and the what would have been the musculature is just liquefying away, so you don't even really need to clean it. It's just a stained skull of an aberration. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I just I just want it because I want to get back to the house. Um, <laughs> you know, or around my belt. You know, <laughs> just put it up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, if there's nothing else on him, um, let's go see if we can find Varys, because that was the whole idea. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, it's two okay. birds on stone, see Varys and check the lab. Yeah. Okay, so you start making your way downstairs. You see the floor below you that had all the arcane inscriptions. They've just gone dull and lifeless. There's no longer that crackling energy. They're no longer a threat if you step on them. As you're walking as well while we're here. Yeah. As you're walking through the halls, you see one of the guards, one of the ghoul reanimated, but it seems a little lost and confused, as if it's missing what was giving it orders. It just sort of wanders away from you, doesn't seem to try to attack you. You don't see the flame skull that disappeared down below, so you don't know what's happened to that. And as Corin told you they do actually come back to life eventually. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But you start making your way down. Are you going straight to the uh, the lab to see if you can find Varus? Uh, I think a lab via ossuary. Ossuary. Yeah, see, yeah. If he, see if Corin's back. Yeah. Okay. As you get all the way down to the basement and you start walking towards the ossuary, the door opens and you see a floating... Actually, the door doesn't even open. He just phases straight through the door. You see oh. Corrin uh, look at you all. Oh, hello. That was that was unfortunate, wasn't it? Yes, my friend. Yes. Got him. Yes. Well, bit of a bit of a funny thing, I suppose. Seems I can't even die in this place. <laughs> at least not die the second time. <laughs> died, died pretty hard the first time, if I'm honest with you. Died very, very hard. Was not a good death. Second time, however, doesn't want to stick. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, Karin. Yes, I love you. <laughs> so it's uh, cleaning his ghostly spectacles. He goes... I think you're right about some sort of curse all on this place. It would explain why I've come back. Well, for once, works in my favour, I suppose. <laughs> that it has. It has. Well, you fancy uh, going looking round, seeing what this uh, weirdo did? Yes, I take it from the fact that you're all still alive and in one piece that you won. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh did we, we win. win. Oh, <laughs> did we win. Excellent, excellent. 
I'm going to start sh showing off his skull. <laughs> oh my, that's a it's an odd piece. Came from an odd person. <laughs> I was going to say it's a card piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you guys are going to go to the lab? Yes, I think that'd be best. Well, that'd be wise, and then yeah, going for what's going on from there, we can make a plan of what we're going to do next. Okay, so you head towards the remnants of Doctor Nick's lab, and as you get close, you can see the destruction that the machine falling caused. In fact, there's little bits of metal even in the corridor that leads up to it where it's just shattered and exploded from the sheer impact. As you walk in, you see the tables are completely destroyed. You see shattered glass everywhere, liquids that are just like bubbling and burning on the stone floor. You see the stone itself is cracked and torn apart. On the right-hand side of the room, you see the biggest piece of the machine that's still like intact. You see that point of the needle is broken off and jammed into part of the floor and you see just complete devastation. As you look around and you try to find the table that you saw those that pair of feet on you see it's been overturned you can see those six tubes have come undone during the wreckage and now they're just sprawled on the floor. You approach the table and from the angle that you're coming at it, you can't see Varys because the table's turned away from you. So you have to walk all the way around. You step over those just nasty looking tubes that are dripping this red liquid. And as you come around the corner, you see Varys. You see the restraints that held him shattered and he's just sat on the floor. He looks unconscious, but you're horrified to see that his eyes are open but there are no eyes in those sockets. Oh, shit. Oh, dear. And one of his arms is missing. As you see, that's where the tubes were attached. Oh. Dr. Nick was using his blood to power the ritual. Oh, shit. Uh, medicine think, check? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it like a medicine check? To, um, to be fair, none of us are really... Well, I mean, if it, the only healing spell I've got is cure wounds, and I don't think that's going to be enough. Would Varys have any of his um, like personal effects nearby? Uh, you'd have to search the room, but you could probably find them in a little while. Because um, what, what I was thinking, Rogar, is you could look around, because he does have one application of Keatone's ointment, so if there's any re any way to heal him... Um, well, I suppose I'll do a medicine check. Um, you know, I would, because I, would, I just want to know, can he come back from this, mm -hmm. essentially? A nat 20. Nice. Nat 20. You look him over, he's unconscious, perhaps from the table turning over, perhaps from a, some sort of concoction of drugs. You see needle marks in repeated locations on the arm that remains. What you do notice is that there were some additional tubes that you couldn't see that were on the table that were attached to some glowing red runes, which, to your mind, may have been some way to keep Varys stable, despite the damage he'd taken essentially right. keeping him in a, a, a state of magical repair so that yeah. he was just alive while the uh, ritual extracted his blood. You see that the eyes have been completely removed surgically. Um, the arm has been removed from just above the elbow. In both cases, I mean, you have no idea how 
you would heal from this. Your best guess, perhaps some powerful magic could resolve the issue, but you do not have the anywhere near the sort of knowledge you would need to reattach eyes. You see, what's going through Rogar's head is Varys is a dreamer, so it, Mercy kill. it makes sense to kill him to see if he comes back. Whether he comes back in this state or whether he comes back at all, at all, or even maybe as Varys, Rogar's seriously weighing this up as a possibility because he doesn't because he doesn't know he doesn't understand like you say he, doesn't, he he knows that he doesn't know any way of healing him from it. So maybe if he kills him and he comes back, you know maybe it's maybe you know maybe something shifts. He doesn't know. Well, while you're doing this sort of thorough inspection, I'll say Erok has gone round and you find just a discarded bag on the side that had Barris's uh, equipment. You also find scattered on the floor the uh, Barris's sword that he called to him. Okay, so I'm going to pick up this. I'm going to pick up his sword and put it in the one hand that he's got, um, and then uh, I want to. Yeah, I'm going to pull out Eclipse. And I'm just going to say, uh, Vivara did, my friend, and uh, try to cut his head off. Okay. I mean, it's a simple swing. The blade comes down like that of an executioner's. And Varys, you need to make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, so I need to get his thing up. <laughs> <laughs> you're there on, we go. Uh, you're on DC 11 at the moment. One DC fail, 11. one pass. So, what is it, a wisdom saving throw? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> With an 11, that's a pass. Yes. So you disappear. Rogar, you watch as his body kind of flickers in and out. He disappears and reappears in another room. Varys, you reappear on one health and you're no longer attached to these machines that were keeping you in a state. You feel around. It's just complete darkness. As you try to reach out with one hand to pick yourself up, you stumble and you fall to the ground. Try to open your eyes, but you can't see. This is permanent. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh! Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. No way to know where he is either. Well, but. Rogar's seen you go in and out, so Rogar knows it. at least phase somewhere, and we were going to search the castle anyways. Yep. Yeah, you'll hear him, Mr. Magooing, around the place somewhere. Yeah. Mr. McGill. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that going to be his name from now on? Varys Magoo. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. We went from the massive high of killing Dr. to the massive low. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm here for. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's just crushing. <laughs> it actually genuinely sounded like as well that Rogar wanted to save uh, Varys as well. I did. That was the that was the aim the whole time. Well, once I knew where you were. Mm. But yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed. Oh, loved it. Whew. Tense fight. You beat him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say my my original plan, if I could have got the tentacle grab on you earlier, was to throw you off the oh. uh, the landing. I think oh, I bet that, I think that would have been the next move, wouldn't it, for Erod? Yeah, I was trying to do it while I was still stuck near the egg at the the uh, the edge because I can pull you half my movement speed, so I could have just taken you off the edge 
Mm. I was considering like spider climbing underneath and just dropping you. That'd have been insta death, wouldn't it? Nah, nah. Full damage isn't actually as bad as you think it is. It would have hurt. Would have hurt a hell of a lot. But uh, you'd have survived. But you'd but you'd have been out of the combat because you would have had to run all the way back upstairs. If he likes, I've not been broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I just love the fact that E Rock was just. I just got the image in my head. He tangled up by this. Um, tentacle he's just got his glaive and he's just got the point of it hacking down like a fucking war axe mm. you know i think um if varus couldn't get the killing blow i think erog getting it is the next best thing and Absolutely. it was played by you yeah i love it there you go. love it love it a massive amount of satisfaction in that kill <laughs> good good well I hope everyone listening enjoyed. That was Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. You can find us on all major podcast providers. And if you want to chat with any of us, we're all on Twitter. I'm at Treason No, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website with lore and pictures and fancy things like that, and a Facebook group that we basically never use, but they're both up with Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. And I will hand it over to my players to say their own goodbyes. As usual. If you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on Lost Art Podcasting and Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on most podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LOW Podcast. And maybe one day, I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe, Red Scar Business Estate, Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Not Europe anymore. <laughs> I did wonder if you were going to change that ending. Well, there was, there was a Twitter exchange. It was like, what's he going to say? <laughs> uh, well, I think well, I'm going to use different things. <laughs> you've gone for this, the, the simple and straightforward for now. Not yeah. Europe anymore. Well, for uh, formerly Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you can also find me on these two amazing podcasts. But you can also find me on the UK RAD Live podcast. We're on all the good podcast catchers out there, such as Spreaker and Stitcher and Podbean. But you can also find us on Twitter at UKRAD Podcast. We are also on Facebook. But you can also find me on Twitter as Steve AO at Steve AOT GTMP. And I think he's going to have a very interesting take on this week's episode. We shall see. He may well do. But uh, that's it from us for now. As always, I hope you all enjoyed. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. See ya. See ya. Oh, bruh, we're going to have such a killer time at the top of this haunted ski resort. I know, Chadwick, there's like no lines for the ski lift, dude. But Dump Truck, what about the babes? Oh, bro, you think I forgot about the babes? Two words, Chadwick. Ghost babes. (laughs) (laughs) Now hold on a minute there, boys. You ain't planning on going up to that old haunted resort now, are you? What if we are, old man? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I won't stop yous. But if you must go, you should take this. The hell is this, old man? Well, back in my day, we called it a Microsoft Zoom. We used to listen to a podcast called the Indie Film Review on it. A proud member of the Necrobotacon Network. They were a movie review podcast that critically reviewed independent film while having a little fun in the process. 
Sounds like dinosaur bullshit, Gramps. I'm gonna push you into a trash can now. Well, butter my biscuits, I never <laughs> Well, dump truck, now that we've taken out the trash, looks like we've got an appointment with some ghost babes. <laughs> Listen to the indie film review for the lowdown of the coolest indie films you've probably never heard of. The indie film review. It's not delivery. It's indie film review. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.